Show Club podcast, where we discuss TV shows as if they were novels. It's like a book club. For TV. I'm Carrie. I'm Rachel. I'm Evelyn. And this month, we'll be discussing Inside Man. Keep listening as we get to all the good. And maybe some of the bad. Not too much bad in this one, I don't think. Okay, you know, I have thoughts. <laughs> we will get to them. <laughs> how much more good, how much more bad, we'll find out. <laughs> I also have thoughts. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm glad you have thoughts. That's why we're here. That's why we do this, so we can discuss our thoughts on things. Yay! Yay! I love um, thoughts. Okay. So before we get into the show, um, the quick intro to the show, why I picked it, because this is, this is my pick, um, since we trade off picking. Uh, so this is the 2022, or was it 20, or was it just earlier this year? Why am I forgetting what year it came out? Oh, no. Yeah, 2022 Netflix series with David Tennant and Stanley Tucci, written by Stephen Moffat. So there's good people behind this. and Absolutely. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the thing when I first watched this, the thing I found most interesting was pretty much every point where someone has to make a choice, they make the wrong choice, but you understand why they've made that choice. You're obviously saying, don't do that. That's stupid. But you mm-hmm. understand why it's been done, which I think is fascinating from a storytelling perspective. Honestly, you're not wrong. You are not wrong. Watching it a second time even was like, I was like, oh my gosh, this is even crazier than I recall it being. Like, (laughs) what are these people doing? Yes. Uh, Before we get into things, just a quick trigger warning. There will be discussions about the, the inciting incident, which is the discovery of child pornography. Nothing is ever shown on screen, but there are discussions of disturbing images of children being seen so if that's not your jam cool we'll see you next time where do you where do you guys want to start do you want to okay so evelyn so you'd watched this before so what what are your overall thoughts in general like we'll get into specifics in a little bit but overall do you like this do you hate it is it annoying just what do you think well you know i love david Tennant and stanley tucci tucci absolutely smashed it and i love stephen moffat too like it's so funny because it's like no notes, but also many notes. <laughs> um, yes. Their performances were fantastic. But like you said, like they make the wrong decision at every point. And maybe part of my like struggle with this series the second time through was like, why did you do it this way? <laughs> and also I recalled the ending completely differently, which was really funny. Oh, because I recall, I remember him dying. Oh, interesting. Didn't like I Mandela affected myself with this series. Um, That's kind of funny. I recall him getting killed, but not his wife. And like, okay, yeah, it's it's kind of a lot sadder that way, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and I also recall a scene where the lady who was kidnapped was doing like an interview with her reporter friend lady because the entire series really to me is about ethics and that sort of nailed home like that ethical point of like everyone's ethics are flexible Mm -hmm. yeah so I don't know I guess I wrote it in my head (laughs) yes 
Okay, so Rachel, you had not seen this before, correct? Correct. Okay, so as a new viewer, what are your thoughts? I I didn't like how the two stories were so separated until the very, very end. Okay. Where you finally saw everything come together in like the last 10 minutes. Um, that was my nice as well. Yeah, mostly because I really, really enjoyed the Stanley Tucci storyline. But the David Tennant storyline, I just could like, like if that was the only storyline, I would have turned it off because I will say that speaking as a person who if I'm like in a fight with someone or if I'm like in an intense moment, I absolutely just like freeze or say the wrong thing. And then like two hours later, I come back with like, oh, my God, I totally should have said that. That would have been the best comeback ever. Like, yeah, that is totally my personality. But There are certain things where in the moment I'd be like, this is a dumb idea. I should not be literally researching on the internet how to kill somebody or or how long it takes for someone to die of carbon monoxide poisoning because (laughs) I would know that the police are going to look that shit up. So like, yeah. Okay. I don't want to interrupt, but I have another comment as far as like the computer aspect of this story is like they sent an email to her sister from their own house and that is a separate IP address mm-hmm. <laughs> from her house and I'm like they would have just checked it and yeah. additionally they could have checked the IP address of the images that were found yes and found out that it was a completely different IP address and that would have been it like that would have been solved but I do, like, Carrie is absolutely right in, like, I understood why he did what he did. Because, like, who wouldn't go crazy ape mode about their child? Yeah. <laughs> Even if it's a right. misunderstanding, you know? Yeah. Right. Like, I think that, what was I going to say? It was, it was fascinating from the perspective of, like, what I got of the, out of the entire show was what Stanley Tucci was saying the whole time of, like, everyone is a murderer. You just need the right circumstances exactly. to cross that line, which, yeah, I pretty much agree with. But that's one of those things that I actually did find a little bit fascinating about this is that this common thing could have been just stopped at the pass if the teacher is the tutor is um sitting there looking at the porn and then she's like oh my god I'm god I'm gonna tell the police like this is totally hit and what happened if if David Tennant was like well I'm just gonna tell the police it's yours because (gasps) I've never seen it before and um (laughs) we're looking at it on your computer right now I've never seen these images before until you showed them to me what if I just tell them that it's yours there's no proof that it's mine. There's no proof that it's my son's. I've never seen this before, and it's oh on your God. computer right now. Like <laughs> Rachel, that is incredible. That I, I feel like that negates that. my point of like even if you get a flash drive that you know has porn in it, like why would you put it in the dish? Why would you put it in your key dish yeah. as no. you're emptying your pockets? Like even on accident, like it's too important. <laughs> Yeah. But I 100% be like, whose is that? That's your computer. Like, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, because it was absolutely true. Or he, you know, I've never seen these images before, and we're looking at them on your computer. They're not right. mine. Did not catch so, that. 
Yeah, so like that could have totally. But at the same time, Janice was just nuts. Like she was a mentally disturbed person. She all of the injuries that she sustained, she gave herself. I mean, yes, but that's another thing of like what would you do if you had to do it? Like I read her actions entirely as like how can I get out of this situation? I will do anything to get out of it. Like as far as he she knew you know, she was, you know, they literally did try to kill her. So, well, yeah, but so, up until I, know, I feel like very, it's very in that context. Yeah. And it's a nice little mirror to like the ethics of like, if someone's trying to hurt my child, what would I do? Versus if someone is trying to kill, literally trying to kill me, what would I do? <laughs> and the answer is yeah. like, whatever. Yeah. Yes. yes. But, but we really did. I feel like it's really recontextualized with the post credit scene, which I'm glad I rewatched because it was the one that I forgot where oh, yeah. she's like, oh, I have a husband. First of all, they must be separated because he did not look for her. Mm-hmm. And she's she was basically saying, how can I get away with killing my husband? <laughs> so yeah. I was like, oh, maybe she's not entirely mentally balanced. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I did, uh, like when I was doing like research on the show and like reading interviews and reviews and stuff, I did see some speculation that when Beth first goes to talk to Stanley Tucci uh, about Janice and they're sort of digging into her, he says something like something must have happened to make her avoid people as much as she does because Janice basically Mm -hmm. has no friends. Like she talks to her sister on Skype and she tutors Ben And from her Facebook, from everything they can find online, she doesn't really have friends. So there's some speculation that that's because of something the husband did. Mm. Whether he like physically did something to her, whether he just up and left one day and like ghosted her, faked his own death. I've even seen speculation about. Yeah. And she didn't seem surprised that he was alive, though. So she knew about it. Yes. So there, there's there's some speculation about the husband tying into why Janice behaves the way she does at this point in time that we're seeing her. So as far as you know, is there a second season planned? I can't recall. Not that I am aware of, no. David Tennant, well, I guess David wouldn't necessarily be in it, but. <laughs> yeah, it would. It's I, I, I mean, guys. Yeah, if there is a second season, I'm not sure what it would be other than Janice becoming the main character and it right. being her and her husband and Stanley and stuff. And that um, would still yeah. be cool. But, yeah. like, I agree with Rachel in that, like, these two separate, these two plot lines are almost completely separate for me. And also the Socratic method interrogation drove me insane like the entire time he's like it's there just look for it he's like and I understand if you're talking if because like when you're teaching ethics and philosophy like that's what you do but if you're giving someone facts that they don't have yet like how are they supposed to have those facts like you have to tell them (laughs) yes you're not like facts and how people got murdered right Yes. Yeah. Um, yes. So that's another thing that drove me insane. As long as, as well as the like self-aware criminals, mm-hmm. I don't know a sing. Uh, I don't think I know a single like murderer or criminal. But like there are at least four characters that are like, oh well, this is just how it is. Like that one, the lady from Game of Thrones, who was like, it's it's a terrible job. Like the jo- the money's shite. <laughs> 
And it's like, I can't, I can't imagine a single criminal who commits like serious crimes going like, well, somebody's got to do it. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, yeah, I totally understand that I murdered my wife and that I'm, that she didn't deserve it and that I deserve to die for it. But I'm still going to be shocked. Like when the warden comes up to me and says, we have a date, I'm going to say a date for what? Like, what do you think? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I find that get on top of it. I I find that a very fascinating aspect of his character because a lot of times, you know, murders they'll like, you know, deny it or be like, I don't. They always try to rationalize a way where they're not actually culpable for the crimes they commit. But he's Mm -hmm. like, yes, I did it. Of course I did. He pled guilty. He seemed. I mean, probably even called the cops on himself. In my mind, I feel like. Did I miss some sort of information about why he did what he did? Because I feel like no. I would have identified with him more if I knew what the heck was going on with him. Because no. he talks so much about moral worth. And I'm like, and then he does this Socrat- Socratic method BS and drags things out. I'm like, you just want attention, honey. Like, I'm sorry. You just want people listening to you. <laughs> yeah. No, he never, he's never revealed his motive. Like you even that made me like, mad. And I needed no. it. Like even a little bit of the story, and I could have been like, okay. And then he said he would say where she was, where her head was, because apparently he dismembered her also. Yeah. Is not a moral thing to do, Stanley Tucci. Like, why are you pretending? I'm sorry, his name is Graves Grief. Grief. Jefferson which is, Grief. Which is also the worst, Carrie. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not a great name. Like, I think Grief, it's it's spelled with two Fs. The last name is two okay. Fs. I think having Grief as a last name is kind of interesting. As it, But, like, Jefferson, I don't, yeah, it's not and the like, best. And as far as, like, I loved his performance with that other guy who was his recorder, quote-unquote. Like, what was the point of you? <laughs> so when so that when they're working on cases when somebody comes in and gives the information that they have and then they go back to their cells because he can't like write anything down or record right. anything. He can remember it. He can, he can remember. He can be like, wait, what did that person say about the thing? And the guy's like, they said this. I guess that's fair, but I feel like in the larger story arc, like he didn't have a lot of purpose. It kept bothering me that he kept saying that the reason he remembered everything that everyone said was that he had a photographic memory I'm like no that's not it's not what that is <laughs> i mean i believe it's called an eidetic memory if you yeah everything that you read or is said to you yes. which fun fact felicia day has an eidetic memory interesting Ooh, okay. must be it's- an excellent asset for an actress I know. Yeah, she, um, her, her mother unschooled her, so she was like, okay, I'm just going to go and read every book in the library, thanks. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. Anyway. So, um, questions for discussion. Okay. Yes. Aside from the obvious bad decision of, like, keeping Janice hostage... What do you guys think is, like, the most egregious mistake any of the characters make? Okay, honestly. There's so many. I know, there's so many. they are. (laughs) And they absolutely point that out in the series. There's always, like, a beat when it's like, oh, this thing might be innocuous, but it's actually the worst thing you've ever done. (laughs) Um, The worst thing, honestly, is, I don't know, it's hard to say. 
Because I, my instinct is to say that, like, as soon as David Tennant found out that it was CP, right, rather than just regular porn, to not just be immediately go to the police, immediately go himself. Um, because obviously he had Janice in his basement at that point, but it bothers me for a number of reasons. He, I, I'm not sure what specific denomination he worked for because he had a family. It would be like Angli- priest, it would be Anglican of some sort. Okay, a priest does confession, right? Yeah, so he and doesn't. I under- actually I looked up what the difference between a vicar and a priest is because I'm like, yes. what exactly is the difference? So, um, yeah, so vicar would be part of like the Angl- so probably like Church of England church. Mm-hmm. Um, also, vicars they get like a salary, but they don't get any of the tithes from oh. the congregation, and also they don't do like confession and um, they're obviously like not like open. Eucharist and stuff yeah. like that. Okay. That's interesting because, hmm. like, first of all, he was the only one outside of the church <laughs> yeah. or in the church at any point. Um, village, but, like, village. yeah, and I feel like he wants to protect the people that he serves, which is only natural. But first of all, like, CP is a serious crime, and as it should be, like, I have some hot takes about, like, the, the treatment around – anyway, it's a long story. But he – does not take confession and like the laws the laws are different around confession like in america they literally you literally legally were not allowed to tell the cops anything that you heard in confession but um unfortunately a girl got murdered um by a guy after he confessed to a priest and the priest was like i could have saved this woman's life i'm sorry i don't remember her name but like literally but it wasn't even that. It wasn't even confession. It was, please hide my porn from my mom. And he was like, we'll do that for you. But the second he found out it was child porn, even with his, even with Janice in the basement, he could have been like, I got this from someone else. Like, I don't know what it is. I haven't looked at it. And also, there's the subtext of like, the show never really, it's like, oh my gosh, child porn is really bad. But they never talk about the actual children that are involved. It's immediately like, oh, we have to turn in Ben because he's a a CP addict and he has to be punished for that. Or, you know, we have to punish the vicar because he said it was his. And like nobody talked about, nobody talked about the kids. I felt kind of, on a second viewing, I felt like this should be turned into the cops regardless because we need to look at who these children are and, you know. Maybe that's me being pie in the sky (laughs) about it. But, like, you got to identify them and try to find them and try to rescue them and also try to prevent it from happening in the future. So I think part of my frustration with when when the reveal happens of what the porn is and then the sort of how that scene devolves into the chaos that follows it when David Tennant's character is like, that's not my son. That that is not my son's porn. It's it's not his. Why? Doesn't Janice believe him? That is also my question. It's a big question. Yeah. I don't think she goes to the church. I don't know if she's a parishioner. So like she doesn't know and trust him. But you know, that's, that's kind of the sticking point for me is like, she should kind of be on board after that and be like, I can't tell you who it is because it's in confidence. He does say, quote, it's personal which is not a legal standing. 
Yeah. Um, pornography. <laughs> no. <laughs> if he was but. under confession and like this man confessed to him these issues and he felt really bad about it and took took the stuff to to like kind of decriminalize it from him, that I would understand. But like you just sort of decided to do it. Yes. And then you decided that it would be better that you go down for CP charges to quote protect your son, even though he's not gonna he's not gonna be protected anyway. <laughs> you would do anything to protect your child though. You absolutely would, but he's you're not saving him if you blame yourself for yeah. CP charges because he's still gonna get bullied at school or whatever. He yeah, was gonna be the family member of the guy. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So I struggled with that. Rachel, most egregious mistake anybody made in the show. Uh, I mean, I feel like or I top have three. To go. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I feel more. like I you want more. I feel like in this day and age, people should know way better to do absolutely nothing internet, computer, machine related <laughs> ever. So I think to me, like, even if like you're freaking out and you're like, oh my God, how do I, you know, push it down the stairs? Like, oh, this is spiraling, but what do I do? But let's just take a right. beat. I'm just going to chain you up and I'm going to think. Like, I feel like people would be rational enough to be like, nothing on my computer is not tracked. Right. <laughs> yes. At least so I, I feel like that's a window. Like, honestly. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's the one area that people can be like, no, no, no. <laughs> I have to do this like on the dark web. And then there could be a funny scene of like, what is the dark web? How do I get there? Who is the dark web? Where do I, you yeah. know, but dark web. I, I kind of, like I kind of loved those moments of, of uh, Mary, like Harry's wife, her, pragmatism about this like her comment like how how does anybody murder anybody yes. there's just so much admin yes. <laughs> like, absolutely um I liked that but I also like I'm also like who in the world did you marry like honestly because she was upset with him initially and then doesn't do anything about it and then is kind of a little bit gung-ho for murder the rest of the time <laughs> Yeah, I mean, she's, she's she's the one who goes into the she's like, how do you murder a person? And he's like, we're not murdering a person. And then she's like, yeah, well, what would you do? Like, how would you do it? Like, mm. <laughs> and then and then she's the one who goes into the garage and is like, what if we you know, she must be cold down there. Let's use this. And then he's like, but it's broken. Remember, at least. And she's like, and she's why, like did why did you, you have say to say that? Say that? Mm-hmm. And like, yes. I appreciate again, I appreciate it for protecting her son. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, at a certain point, like you're into this and you were into this way before he was. And yeah. he's the one who went down for it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. technically, she also did. Yeah, I have yeah. to say when. <laughs> When the van just gushed her on the street, I like I laughed not because it's funny, yes. but because it was just like I'm sorry, what just ha- it's one of those like what just did that really did I did I see what I thought I saw moments where the only thing you can do is laugh even though it's horrific. Yes, okay, yeah. that's my that's my third top three mistake of this <laughs> series is like. The it aims for being grounded, right? And it's like broad church, and that like it, it's meant to be really dark and gritty and realistic. And then this like comedy scene happens in front of us. 
Yeah. And I'm like, they they didn't even, they wrote it like a comedy and they filmed it like a comedy. And I feel like Stephen Moffat should have been like, wait a second. They did this on The Boys and it was hilarious. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. They could have done it a different way as far as like, as far as like a point of view from the, from the truck driver or something. Because yeah. I don't. I don't know if it's a thing that happens in real life that often, you know? Yeah, yeah. If someone's literally, like, already standing in the street, a truck has time to stop, and that's what they're paid for. <laughs> well, no, she wasn't already in the street. She was walking backwards yeah. as she was talking she, to the other girl. She walked backwards into the street, though, and literally I, says a whole line before she gets creamed by a truck. No, she's still moving. She's still moving. She's well, sort she of in the... in the street, though. There's, I think there's sort of one of those like paved off, like don't park here, like don't drive here, like kind of shoulder areas, like for like a couple feet and then there's the road. Maybe, but I, I still feel like if they, if that's what they were going to do, they could have done it better. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it was funny I, the way it was shot. Yeah. And I do feel like that whole thing of like Beth being in the apartment when Mary shows up. That that all of that is a little too convenient mm. for me. Mm-hmm. Like that's just like I like I get why Stanley Tucci would send Beth there and all of that. Stanley Tucci's act- actions make sense as far as that goes. Yes. But why he hands you the crap of the stuff that of the women, the woman that he's gonna murder, right? And says, throw this away somewhere. And he go and she goes to her apartment. Yeah, I don't oh, understand. I think- I, I mean, I but see, that's that's one of those things. I understand why she did that because if they find Janice's computer in Janice's apartment, that means nothing's wrong, nothing's amiss. That is some that is something as except it should for, be. Except for the IP addresses issues. But if they find the computer in the apartment, would they go digging into the IP addresses? Or I suppose. Yeah, but or it would take them longer. Heard- she also heard someone in the apartment and did not immediately leave. She had to pee. She had, she had to, to pee. pee. She had to pee, guys. She had to pee. She decided to pee in her murder victim's apartment. <laughs> yeah, that's there's, DNA. There's, well, then you DNA. bleach. Then you bleach the toilet and it's clean and it's fine. I understand the, oh, my God, I need to pee. Where's a toilet now? Mm, I, I very much identify with Mary in that moment. <laughs> You wouldn't wee in the bushes? No, you don't pee. In, I'm a girl. I can't pee in the bushes. I can't wee in the bushes. Which, okay, that little moment between them when he's, like, passing the stuff off and she's like, oh, my God, I have to pee so bad. And they kind of, like, laugh about it a little bit. I kind of really loved that moment because it's a really it is. Good scene. Like, it's a really good scene. Yeah. Don't, and don't it, get me wrong. Like I said, the performances are really, really good. And there are scenes that are incredible. Like when he pressures, um, what's his name to confess? Oh my God, him. that scene. Oh, mm-hmm. and I'm like, that's that's the best scene, obviously, in the series for me. Yeah. Um, it's so good. His performance is so good, and they don't they don't ham it up at all. You know, mm-hmm. like I I thought it was interesting the take that it took being sympathetic towards um, what was his name? Edgar. Edgar. Yeah throughout and I think that's something that people have not thought about before and like they mentioned it in Broadchurch too did Stephen Moffat do Broadchurch 
I don't mm, think so. I don't there was think a, so. There was a scene where, you know, uh, um, spoiler alert for the first uh, scene of Broadchurch, this lady's son gets murdered and she doesn't know by who. And she's assuming that pedophilia is involved. <laughs> so she tries to go to a meeting where like these pre they're like pedo- they have those proclivities, but they have not yet offended as like a rehab sort of thing, which I think is a fascinating concept, honestly. Yeah. So I don't have a lot of I, I have zero sympathy for people who do that, for mm-hmm. people who offend. But like, yeah, there's a point where they have not yet offended. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's important to acknowledge. And that's what I'm like. You can't even you can't tell that to anybody. And it's to get help, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, yeah. that's that's I coming di- across clearly. Yeah, <laughs> it that kind of proclivity is difficult to come forward and say, I need help. Yes. And there's them. no there's no avenue for it, at least yeah. in America. They're starting in Europe. Yeah. Yeah. So, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely not, definitely not a fan of pedophilia. <laughs> no. no. If I need to make that clear. And the, the thing <laughs> is, the best way to protect victims of that is to prevent them from becoming victims in the first place. Yes. And that's the, that's the long and short of it, really. Yeah. Okay. Do you guys think Janice, after she was shoved and like taken hostage in the basement, do you think she was ever actually really scared slash terrified of being murdered and what was happening to her or were all her like crying and tears and please don't harm me was all that just manipulation on her part to get out of the situation that she was in well i actually thought she was the one that was mostly keeping herself in it Hmm. because because all that um david Tennant was trying to convince her of the whole time is it's not my son's. It's somebody else's. It's this guy. If you just let me explain, it was this guy's. I'm like, fine, whatever. It was me. Like, it was not my. So if she really, really, really wanted out, she could have just been like, okay, I believe you. We're cool. I'm going to go home. We're good. Like, it's yeah. not yours. I believe you're good. But she's the one who, like, when she, you know, got thrown down the stairs by accident, was like, okay, I have cut myself. I bled all over everything. I've peed all over everything. <laughs> I am. I know that the only she was the only one that really kept telling them, I know that the only way out of this is for you to kill me. Yeah, no one said that until she said that she was actually the one keeping herself in the situation, which after you watch like the uh, the extra scene where she's with Stanley Tucci asking, how do I get away with murder? I actually had the thought of like, was she testing theories the whole time? That is fascinating. See, that would make, that would make season two so fascinating. Mm -hmm. Um, I do personally, I do think she was afraid at some point, but she was, she had time to think just, which is, and she's very, very bright as they've said over and over again. And so she she was either afraid and she used that to spur her on to like, I'm going to put DNA everywhere. Like I'm going to use I'm going to use my mind to get out of this. I'm going to put them against each other. Um, But I also feel like uh, the vicar's wife would not was also like we should kill her. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But she never actually said that to Janice. She said that in confidence to her husband. She did. She did. Yeah, I think I think I made a note somewhere that Janice is very smart, but also very dumb. Yeah, I I really like 
And that's another thing of like looking, looking at something on the surface versus looking deeper into it. Because like, if you heard that like a vicar kept a lady in his basement for three days and then she um, escaped, you're like, all right, good for her. Like, awesome. Amazing. But if you don't know the surrounding details about it, yeah. and that's how I feel about Janice is like, this thing is happening to her and I respect her for trying to get out of it. But what else is she doing? Like, what else is the... Yeah. Yeah, like all her mm-hmm. manipulations of trying to play. I'm the fact that their names are Harry and Mary kind of <laughs> drive me nuts. <laughs> the fact you know she, she constantly makes comments to like try and play them against each other. Like the the thing about her computer password, like she says she'll give it to Mary if Mary does something for her, then just immediately gives it to Harry. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then so then Mary's like, "What did you give her? Or what did you promise her?" He's like, "Nothing." And Mary while she seems to believe her husband, there's got to be that little voice in the back of her head. But Janice said this. And then the whole thing about, please don't, you might need to gag me. Please don't gag me. Cause I'm afraid I might scream out, but these walls are very thick. And then you know, when the police show up to question him about Edgar's suicide note and everything. And then like Mary ends up gagging her and then Harry finds her gagged and is like, then that creates friction between Harry and Mary. But I do feel like at the end of the day, it didn't really work. Um, no. She she kind of lucked out as far as in the not getting murdered department in a number of ways. Because, like, he, he figures out that his son is down there. First of all, I'm really shocked she did not call the uh, heater thing right away. Yeah, I thought she would have literally that sooner. Harry literally was like, okay, like, I'm doing this for my family. Like, mm, like basically confesses that he's going to kill her without saying. And the only element that is different is that heater. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So she should have literally been like, as soon as Ben, ben comes ben. out, yeah, be like, to be like, turn off the heater. Let's have a conversation. Yeah. She could have gotten a lot farther and not gotten smashed in the head with a hammer. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest yeah because like i i wonder if she looked at his reaction to him frantically calling his parents about like what was on the flash drive what was it you're lying to me what's going on and thought like oh maybe it's not him <laughs> you know yeah i <laughs> i found i found like, i found their janice and ben's interactions very interesting in like if if she thought he was the one that had the child porn, th- like the way she's behaving towards him doesn't seem very consistent with thinking this is a horrible person. Right. So I, I don't know when she realized, well, okay, maybe it really isn't him. But um, yeah, that scene, those scenes between them, I thought were interesting. And fun fact, Ben is Stephen Moffat's son. No way. Yeah. Yeah. They did make him audition and they did tell the casting people, like, if you, it's fine if you don't, like, you would, please don't feel pressure just because he's my son to, like, have him. But, like, they did make him audition and he was great because it, he was also apparently in Midnight Mass, which oh. was, like, really big yeah, on Netflix. I've seen hmm. an episode of that, but not. Yeah, which I don't really do horror, so I haven't. I watched all of the House of Usher and I was like, Maybe it's doing this show where I'm like, mm, what's missing? What's wrong with it? <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, I thought he did great with everything and all their stuff. And yeah, like when he's down there and then you see Harry like seal the door with duct tape and you're just like, like oh my God, your son is down there. Don't do that. Why? So question though, then, because 
was thinking about it later that so the intro to Janice's character is when we meet her on the subway, right? And then she's yes. having the conversation with Beth on the street and Beth is trying to convince her, like, but I want to do an article about it, like you'll change your mind, just think but and the whole time Beth is like, No, I won't. No. I mean you can yeah, we can talk, but like, no, I'm not gonna and like she's so adamant, like, my mind is made up, that is it, we're done. Mm-hmm. That when you know, it then lends to when she sees the porn and she's like, oh, it's Ben's. It's Ben's. It's Ben's. Like, nope, you're not changing my mind. Nope, you can explain uh, it to me. Like, it, it, you know, it's consistent with her character that she'll just make a decision and be like, nope, that's the way. So even if an, like, an incredible amount of evidence to the contrary is given to her, she's like, nope, this is where we're going. And I like you that. Kind of even wonder if she ever really thought it or if she like made the decision and then was like, nope, that's where we're going with that's this. Awesome. It is his because this is where my mind went first. <laughs> like, I mean, like, it's like Ben gave me the thund- thumb drive. I put the thumb drive in my computer. The thumb drive showed me this, these horrible images. Therefore, these horrible images belong to Ben. Mm-hmm. Period. Well, ben, End of story. Ben accepted money to say that it was his porn. Because initially Harry was like, uh, he he got like seventy quid, and he's like, just pretend it's yours, it's fine. Like, no, like, no, Ben Ben did that all on his own. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, Ben just did that on his own. Like David Tennant's character had no idea his son was doing that. Yeah, there was something about seventy quid or something. To go to go to like there was a music festival that he wanted to go to, and seventy bucks was the admission. Okay. For that, and is like. Yeah. It like if if he did the tutoring or something for a certain amount of time, he would let him go, something like that. Okay, um, it was very strange, but it does back up uh, her actions. Uh, it are consistent in that way because once she's in the basement, that's when she's like, "Well, I bled all over everything. So I've decided that you're the bad guy." Which I mean, to be fair, very bad thing to do. <laughs> right? Yes, but she's like. You've done this to me, and regardless, I'm gonna make you suffer for it. Right. You know, yeah. I'm not I'm gonna make this easy up. for you. Is literally what she says. Yeah. So yeah. it's there's there is interesting character work in it. Yeah. Sure. At at no point in time is she ever like, you know what, this is getting a little out of hand. Right. Like <laughs> Let's I'm tired. Talk it out. Right? Yeah. But she immediately is like. I bled on everything. I peed on everything. I am going to give you hell. Like, yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, she, she's just, like, she's immediately just turned up to 11. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of like that about her, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, I going back to her introduction, I kind of love what she did on the train. I thought that, that was, was great amazing. because more people need to do that to speak up and name it and shame it when stuff like that happens because that kind of stuff is not okay. And it's true. but the, I do the, feel weird about the um, reporter who is very like outspoken and advocates for what she wants and says what she means was was literally like hmm, on the train and like hiding. Yeah, that yeah, like, that seemed a little inconsistent. It almost yeah. felt like she was doing that to try to catch someone catching this guy. Yeah, that was so. a little weird. And also, why did that other girl on the train give him her phone? You just say, no, oh, yeah, it's was, my no. phone and sit on it. Like, yeah, like, please, dumb. honey, come and get it. There's that's no a, expectation of privacy. Well overdone, to be honest. Not to say that women don't face harassment daily in public, uh, but 
It was just so cartoony. (laughs) It was a little cartoony, yeah. Like, looking looking back at the rest of the series, it was kind of cartoony because I was watching it thinking, like, oh, this is pretty intensely shot, like, the short angles and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we see, you know, our quote-unquote hero, Janice. Yeah. (laughs) We're like, we're not introduced to David Tennant at this point at all. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't come into, like... 20, 30 minutes into the, into the show. Like it's, it's a while before we really get him like mm-hmm. yeah, David Tennant's character in the show, which is interesting. Yeah. It's yeah. It's interestingly done. And I feel like, like I'm not a filmmaker, but I think I wonder if it would be interesting to have either like the Stanley Tucci stuff and then she knows where to go to save her friend. And then we see the David Tennant stuff like uninterrupted. Does that make sense? So would like it, less like less cutting back and forth. Yes, and just okay. tell the whole story, and then have not the com- don't have the complete story until the end of the series. You know, and I feel like I would do David Tennant's part later because it's more dramatic. But like, you know what I mean? To like not have, and it would also go back to like you don't know the whole story really. Yeah. And yeah. like the the whole first half having having it be, I think this vicar. Or like my friend is missing, maybe it's this vicar, you know? <laughs> yeah. There is um there was a, a QA, like when this was released, uh, at the British Film Institute BFI, where like they showed the first episode, then they had a QA with some of the cast and uh Stephen Moffat and the director Paul what is his name? Paul McGeegan? Geigen? I don't know. M C G U I G A N. McGeegan. Maybe, maybe. And one of the questions that was asked was like about the editing and how like at the beginning, it's difficult to know where to stop one story and start the other, both Mm -hmm. within the script. And then also like, you know, in post, you can change things if where maybe where the script cut things, it didn't work. You can, you know, switch things around in editing. And the first episode, it did take them a while to figure out where the sort of uh, a natural end for part of the story that for like the A story was to then cut over to the B story. And it did take some jiggering and thinking and it wasn't necessarily like immediately clear how to cut from one to the other. And I, I do feel like that's a downfall because they don't, if you had something to connect them, like um, I already forgotten, even though I just watched it the other day, but like, if the reporter shows up to Stanley Tucci mm-hmm. and says, I think my friend is missing. Here's what I have. And then we go into the Stanley Tucci stuff. Like that would have been a better thing, right? That would that have been a better transition because it's just kind of jarring as is. Do you mean like sort of doing like flashbacks to the yeah. other stuff Stanley Tucci does? And like, as I, as I recall, it's just back and forth between Stanley Tucci. It starts off yes. with a scene on the subway. Yes. And then it does it go to Stanley Tucci and then it goes back to David Tennant? Like, yeah. So, yeah. So it starts on on the train with all of that, jumps over to Stanley Tucci, taking his first case with the the senator and decided, well, deciding he's not going to take the case. Yeah. I didn't think that was necessary. Sorry. (laughs) I I mean, it is in a way. It's like a funny word joke at the end of the day. Yeah. I mean, it's I, I do think it helps establish who Stanley Tucci is before 
somebody we know in our main story goes to see him. So we understand why that person goes to him mm-hmm. rather than just Beth just showing up. And it's like, why are you talking to a guy on death row about your friend being missing? True. Like, but I feel like that could have been relatively easily patched over with like, with like, I know you take cases that no one else can solve or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Maybe that's just me. I mean, I definitely loved everything Stanley Tucci did. Like the, as I said, the performances are great. Would not trade them. Um, except for more scenes with Stanley Tucci and David Tennant, like together. Yeah, the fact that they never shared the screen until like the last ten minutes is just like, (gasps) like technically, ah. Yes. Uh, and Although, also David Tennant looks too good in a prisoner issue sweatsuit. Like, <laughs> like leave me alone, sir. <laughs> you tried to murder someone. Yes. So I did notice two fairly obvious goofs in this series. Yes. So the first one is in the first episode. It's sort of near the end where they're talking about the case with the senator. So it's back with Stanley Tucci and his uh, cell neighbor. And he writes the note that says, pay therapist $253.55. The dollar amount, $253.55, is written with a comma instead of a period, which comma is what they use in the UK, not the US. Oh, yeah, for euros. Yeah. So that. Yeah. So yeah. So this was all filmed in the UK on sets and stuff. Like they they mentioned if you like opened one of the doors in the vicar's house that never gets open because it doesn't need to be, you would then see the prison out there like backyard. Oh, prisons so close together. I need to know. It was they just built a massive massive set it was just huge yeah wow you would have thought they could have just rented a house in a prison yeah well I think this was (laughs) filmed back in some of the comments it was either early 2022 or maybe possibly back in 2021 because they were talking about um you know COVID and travel restrictions Mm -hmm. and stuff and like Stanley happened to be in England luckily because I don't, I don't know if you know, but Stanley Tucci's wife is Emily Blunt's sister. No way! Yeah. Oh, I did know that at some point in time. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so he was in England, you know, in lockdown and everything, so that's why they were able to get Stanley Tucci, because oh he gosh. was in England. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me if, like, Moffat knew, either knew Stanley Tucci or knew someone who knew who knew him. It's, yeah, it's, I think it, it's probably the knew somebody who knew somebody, and, and they got the like, script. Yeah, and it's like, let's get, let's do some work. Because you haven't yeah. worked in a year. The other one, it's really random, but it just, I don't know why. This kind of thing bothers me. So the scene where Beth goes to visit like that mechanic to get some information that Stanley Tucci has called that guy to get for her. And then the guy passes her the Krypton me- message that says, if you talk to him, tell him the subject has a call at nine. That's four o'clock our time. The prison is in Arizona. There's like an eight hour time difference between Arizona and London, not a five hour time Ooh, difference. Yeah. 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 Like it's seven or eight, you know, depending on daylight savings and all of that, but it's definitely not five. That's wild. Yeah. I don't know. That kind of, I don't know. I even notice that. I think it's because that, that stuff is so easy to look up. Like why, why would you get that wrong? Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. 
Do you guys have any questions about anything that we haven't talked about yet before I get to my final question before we wrap things up? Go. No. I think I'm good. Besides okay. why? Why did any of that happen? Yes. I think that's kind Besides, of like, <laughs> one of the points of the series is like, this did not need to be at any point. <laughs> okay. Besides, you... where is the wife's head? <sighs> exactly. Yes. Why? Would you like to know like what motivated Stephen Moffat to like write the story? Like why this came sure. to be? Sure. Oh yeah, sure. You have the info. Give us I do. I do. Okay. So the origin of this is basically sort of three questions that he just has bouncing around in his head at all times for reasons because people are weird. Um, So the first question is basically something like, how would Stephen Moffat negotiate his own survival if he was locked in the basement and also knew a secret about somebody who had locked him in the basement? He freely admits he has no idea why he thinks about this, but it's just one of those things he thinks about. That's funny. Uh, the other question, obviously, is could he ever kill somebody? Like, and he goes sort of through a couple things. He's like, for money, no, he would never kill for money. To save his own life, if like killing somebody else saves him instead of killing him, he hopes not, but maybe. You you never know. Would he kill somebody to protect his own child? Yes. Absolutely no questions asked. Oh, and his Ben was his son. And Ben, Ben, and then his son ended up being guys. Boom, boom, boom. And then the final question is, if you had just done the worst thing imaginable, what would you do with the rest of your day? Like, <laughs> like what do what do you do after you've done the worst possible thing? Wow, that is a great question. I feel like that's his his um mary's point of view it's like how do you kill somebody like you kill somebody and then you have breakfast (laughs) then you you order chinese apparently you know know? (laughs) well that's very interesting that you point that out because now that is actually each character's journey yeah what would he do if he were janice what would he do if he were david Tennant? what would he do if he were the wife Okay, yeah. I like it. Mm-hmm. I like it better in that light. I gotta tell you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Then there's also in a few interviews and things he also sort of talked about the watching a bad person do a bad thing isn't interesting because they're a bad person, but watching a good person do a bad thing is interesting because you want to know why, like what happened to make this good person do such an awful thing. It's certainly more interesting than watching a bad person do a bad thing. Unless it's a really bad person that's, like, really well-written. Yes. <laughs> I love yes. a bad guy. Well, here's an interesting thought that I – well, I'm going to self-proclaim that it's interesting because I, I thought it was interesting – is because we all agree that we were watching a good person do a bad thing and be a royal idiot at it and be like, you don't <laughs> – need to do this this situation didn't need to happen like this whole thing is just a mess that didn't have to be that way in the first place is that more interesting than seeing a good person do a bad thing and you identify with what they're doing and you're like yes this person has to die you have to do it just go for it Mm, that is an interesting question and uh and I think we get that with Harry and Mary because Mary's immediately like, this person must die. And you understand why she thinks immediately yes. this person must die. Because there's no way out of this that is good for anybody in their household. 
nothing nothing good for them can happen here. But you understand also why Harry's like, we can't, no, you don't kill people. We'll find a way out of this. It's fine. And he and, didn't that until the very end, until he knew that his wife was sad on it. Yes. So it's it's there's a lot of interplay between the characters in a very interesting way, I think. But like, what if Janice had gone to the extreme and been like, you know what, if you let me out, I'm going to kill Ben because he's a monster and he needs to be punished. And For sure. he's gone, right? So then you are with David Tennant and in the sense of like, oh, my God, she has to die. Like, you know, so mm-hmm. how would that change it? That would change it a lot. I that feel. would. <laughs> yeah. Speed up the timeline. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so my final question for you guys is, if you were on death row, what would your final meal be? Honestly, Pertillo's cheese fries. (laughs) (laughs) I miss Pertillo so much. (laughs) Then come visit and you can have them. We got to pick out a con to all go to together. Yes. I would probably get just like a whole smorgasbord of things and have like a bite I would be like I want lobster and I want steak and I want cheesecake and I want a root beer float and I want this and I would just get all of the things and just have like a bite okay fantastic Mm -hmm. I'm going prime rib garlic Mm. mashed potatoes sourdough bread maybe a salad I do like salads I do especially like a homemade ranch dressing where it's nice and tangy like a good salad and then like a whole bottle of champagne because why not I'm about to die absolutely oh my gosh my I changed my um answer my my final (laughs) meal is just an entire bottle of Jameson (laughs) (laughs) yes and I'll be like all right cool (laughs) so Carrie if we're over at your house one day and you've made us dinner and we show up and there's like steak and potatoes and salad and a champagne bottle should we be like oh my god no it's a really good salad guys the ranch is all right I don't know no everything's fine it's all good I don't know what you're talking like feeding my friends. Her her child of CP. <laughs> my love language is feeding my friends. I don't know what you're talking about. Right. <sighs> okay. I think that's all <laughs> I got for Inside Man. Yep. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, Rachel, you're yep. gonna pick next month. What yes. is on the agenda for November? Well, what I have in store for you, I'm not relying on my uh, little bag of tricks because today I actually wanted to direct you to one in particular show, which is on Amazon Prime, season one of The Outlaws. Oh, I started to watch that. I only watched like the first couple episodes. Give us a spoiler free teaser. It's been a while since I watched it, so I don't even remember. But it's a whole bunch of it takes place in England and uh, with uh, with Christopher Walken as the token American in with them. But it's a whole bunch of um, whole bunch of inmates that are doing uh, community service, like picking up trash and stuff. That sounds like fun. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. And, I love it. Um, uh, Steve, what the tall, the super tall guy, Stephen Merchant, Stephen Merchant, Stephen Merchant, yeah. 
Yes. Eleanor Tomlinson. Yeah, I start. Fun. I've watched. I think I've watched like two or three episodes, and then I keep. I just. I haven't gotten back to it. But yeah. Well, now it's your homework. Like I gotta finish Wheel of Time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I do. All right. What? How many episodes are there actually? Six. It's a British. Half. It's a British show. There's yeah, like yeah, yeah, six episodes. That's how British people do TV generally. Yeah. Well, so that means, Carrie, you already made it through half of it. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Any final thoughts or are we all good? I am all good. That was fun. Okay. I like this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Final, final question. Would you recommend this show? Mm, no. <laughs> no. No. I would say there is a specific genre of British show that is like super serious and super dark. And if you like that, you'll like it. Um, Except for the whole getting hit by a bus scene. Yeah. (laughs) Which is hilarious. Um, So, and it's also only four episodes. So you can knock it out on a Sunday afternoon. So if you want to do that, absolutely. Or if you are obsessed with David Tennant or Stanley Tucci, because they are really good performances. Yes. And, or both together. So those are my caveats for this show. Mm-hmm. I mean, I will say I watched this because David Tennant, because I think I've seen exactly. most of everything he's done at this point, even the shit from when he was like first acting in his way buried way deep yeah. internet and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, man. He's, a, he's an international treasure. He is. He's the best. He is. We love him. Um, they both I, are really. I do feel I mean, like yes. if David Tennant was not the star of this, I would not have finished it the first time. <laughs> That's fair. Yes, so, I under I do understand that. Yes. All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening. You can find us on Tumblr at Show Club Pod or send us an email at showclubpod at gmail dot com. We're on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And uh, rate and review us, please, if you've been listening for a while. That would be great. And we'll see you next month with The Outlaws. Bye.